So if you are an entrepreneur and you have some sort of product testimonial or just a nice email that someone who has benefited from your services has written you in the past, keep that handy before you do press and just take a look at it, read it. Even if it was just a really awesome comment to something you posted on Instagram, if it makes you feel good, read that before you do a media interview, remind yourself how amazing and incredible you are. Hi, I'm Sanira and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a nine figure business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit a million in revenue. And I'm on a mission to change that because we should all feel empowered enough to run our lives like we're the CEO. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way. Now I'm sharing it all with you so that you can join us as we discuss the mindset, money, and marketing secrets of the women who have bet big on unconventional paths to their version of success. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hi, I'm Sanira Madani and welcome to CEO School. Today's guest is a sought after media trainer and storytelling coach who uses her 20 plus years of journalism experience to help entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, celebrities, and philanthropists share their stories with the world. Also an award-winning journalist and author Jessica Abo has her own weekly business segment on entrepreneur.com. She's presented at TEDx, Facebook, Microsoft, United Nations, and more. She's appeared on the Today Show, Good Morning America, Access Hollywood. Jessica, your press is so impressive. And I am so honored today to have you on the show with our beautiful audience who wants to learn all about media training. Jessica, welcome to CEO School. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to be with you. We're just like literally chatting right before the show. And we're like, we're going to, I feel like I'm going to be best friends <laughs> with Jessica here shortly. Jessica, tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you got started and just your journey into where you are today. Sure. So when I was nine, I wanted to be Phil Donahue. And for a lot of your community members, they might not even know who that is. They might have to ask their parents or their grandparents, but he was like the Oprah at that time when I was nine. So I would line up my dolls and do talk shows. And in school, I turned every book report into some sort of talk show format. So it surprises no one from my childhood that I ended up pursuing a broadcast career. But I went to Northwestern. I studied journalism there for both college and graduate school. And I've lived around the country, Chicago, DC, Vermont, Kentucky, every city that I could get a job reporting in, I took that opportunity to work on my craft and spent the last 10 years of my on-air career at New York One in New York City. So I have broadcast journalism in my blood, but then at, the, at around the time that I met my husband, I signed a book deal and wrote Unfiltered, How to Be as Happy as You Look on Social Media. And I went from the person oh, that, that. <laughs> thank you. I went from the person people were pitching to get on to the news to the person a publicist was pitching so that I could promote my book. So after spending so many years helping people look good and sound good on camera, I was always that reporter. People would you know, say to me in the newsroom, why does it take you twice as long to do a story than it does anyone else? And I would say, because if someone is sweating profusely, I'm not going to let the camera keep rolling. I'm going to stop the interview and say like, do you want to get a paper towel or do you need a glass of water? So I think media training was always a part of what I did. And then 
after my book came out, I decided to focus on media training more full time. And that's what I do now. And I absolutely love it. That's so incredible. I mean, what an amazing journey. And I, you don't meet a lot of people that like have a passion, like from their childhood that actually carries all the way through into their professional, like into their professional world. Like that's incredible. I don't usually meet a lot of founders that have known from the very beginning what they were going to do. There was just something about this talk show style that really struck a chord. It, it showed me from a very early age that when one person shares their story, anyone who listens to that person sharing their story benefits from that person sharing their wisdom of their struggle and how they turned it into a strength. So that just sort of excited me from a really early age. And it still excites me to this day, you know, all these decades later. Amazing. That's so incredible. And now you do one-on-one media training. What's the switch taking place now with like one-on-one media training to, I know you're going to launch a course now on media training. Tell me about that progression and journey. Well, in the last several years, I would say people who I've worked with one-on-one have come to me with similar issues. They either do an interview and they are so nervous beforehand that they have a sore stomach, that they sweat, that their heart is beating so fast. It feels like it's going to pop out of their body. So a lot of people, as a result of that sort of stage fright, say no to opportunities. And the only reason why they come to me is because either they got an opportunity that they just could not turn down, or it's on behalf of their company and their body told them they had to do it. So after seeing so many people go through that struggle, I realized that there are a lot of other people I'd love to reach and help and work with, but I might not be able to do it one-on-one because if I'm sitting with you for the hour, I can't do anything else with that hour. So I decided to put everything I know into a course that people can do a little bit more DIY at a more affordable price, but still has all of the tips and tricks that I give my clients to help people go from camera shy to camera ready, because I work with people who are so smart, who have amazing stories and amazing experience to share, but sometimes they don't even think they're worthy of these opportunities. So we start by kicking imposter syndrome to the curb and then go into the nitty gritty details of how do you actually get ready for an interview and how do you nail it? So my hope is that we can just help a lot more people. I love this. I think it's so amazing in this digital age that we're in that you know, something that as entrepreneurs listening in the room, it's really hard trading time for dollars, right? Like it is, you know, there's so many amazing service-based companies and you need that one-on-one, but when you're ready to really scale, you can't scale your time. And this is such a great way for you to be able to reach more people, you know, through this like gift that you have through like the passion that you have is through creating a digital course. I'm personally going through it right now with the launch of CEO school, the course, it's taken me two years to build this course, but it took me 10 years to learn the things that I learned to teach this course, you know, and I can't, I've mentor probably, I don't know, a thousand women now over the last like five years of being like a business coach or in CEO school and our programs and all the things, but it still can't scale to reach the impact that I want it to have. And that's why this outlet is just so amazing. I just love that we're in this age of like 2022, that this is possible and that we don't need to learn from like an MBA or go to CEO school. We can actually have it in our hands of the specific thing that we're looking for. Oh, absolutely. And I give you a lot of credit because I was in the same boat 20 years plus as a journalist. And then the last two years had been spent working on this course that's launching this summer. And it was such a steep learning curve because you don't, I mean, some people could just sit in front of a computer, record themselves, and then 
share that with the world as their course, but that just wasn't the approach that I chose. So there was so much to learn and so much to do and still so much to do. So I give you a lot of credit because for you to be able to give people information that they can watch and they can learn from at their own pace and in their own time and in their pajamas and not have to show up for a live webinar just gives people so much freedom and flexibility. So I'm so excited for you too. This is amazing. So talk me through Jessica. You're also a writer for entrepreneurs. You have a weekly spot on entrepreneur. Tell me a little bit about what you see on both sides now, right? So you are on the receiving end of the interviews and the pitches, and then you're also helping your clients and the people that are going to get press. Like, what are some of the things like big mistakes that people do or talk me through from like the pitch to like the actual interview? What are some of the things that you're seeing that we as entrepreneurs listening today can like, be like, yep, we're going to learn from Jessica today on that. So starting off with knowing the outlet. So people will pitch me, dear Brooke, my name is Jessica. I'd love to be featured in Forbes. I write for entrepreneur. So right out, right out of the gate, we have those issues right there. So knowing the person that you're writing to and knowing the outlet that they work at or contribute to, those are really big things to keep in mind. So I am a contributor at Entrepreneur. I've been contributing content to them for the past five years. We might even be at almost six now. And people will come to me and say, I can't wait to be part of your article, but they forget the video component. So I would say, if you're going to pitch someone, take a look at their previous work and make yourself really familiar with their style. Is there a video? Is it an article? Is it a Q&A that they are going to send you the questions for and you're going to answer an email back to them? Get a sense of what the style might be so that you send the right pitch. Because when people pitch me, if they don't know that there's a video interview that goes on top of the actual blog, then they don't know I need B-roll assets. B-roll assets include product imagery. If you are showcasing a product and talking about a product, or if you are someone who is a doctor by day and an entrepreneur by night, I'd love to see photos of you in your white coat. And then at night, you know, showing pictures of you in your garage, making your jewelry business come to life. So people forget that I need those sort of visuals. And as a result, they hold up the piece when we finally, you know, have the conversation because they don't have any pictures, they don't have any video and it makes it feel for me like they're, they're showing up a little unprepared. Wow. I can't, first, I can't even believe people get the network name wrong or like the outlet name wrong, let alone your name. And then I love the, the tip that you gave on like knowing how this is like how you have to show up as well, because every outlet is different. Are you seeing more and more video at, like as part of like what like entrepreneurs should be prepared for? So like for those that may not have their like B-roll footage today, like what should entrepreneurs be ready for right now to be in the media in 2022? To be in the media in 2022, I think everybody should have a media kit. That media kit should have headshots that have pictures of this person, both horizontal and vertical, because some outlets prefer horizontal photos and some prefer vertical. So if I do a piece on you for entrepreneur, they need a high resolution horizontal photo to be the thumbnail of the piece, which when you go to entrepreneur.com and you see the headline of the piece in a big picture, that's because you had a high res horizontal photo. But when I was featured in Forbes, they wanted only vertical photos. So a lot of photographers, even when they're doing photography for headshots, will know to do both, but not all. And I had a photo shoot here in LA not that long ago, and I had to keep reminding the photographer, oh, please don't forget I need horizontal too. And she kept saying, you know, I rarely shoot horizontally. So thank you for reminding me. So 
first and foremost, make sure you have headshots that are of you. And if you have a co-founder, make sure you have pictures of you and your co-founder together, both horizontal shots and vertical shots. Then make sure you have a bio that is up to date and that that bio is consistent across the board. So if you have a website and you have a LinkedIn and you sent me a bio via email, if I went to another site to check out something about you, that bio should look the same everywhere. Because unfortunately, sometimes reporters are on deadline and they don't have a chance to go through their inbox and they just Google your name and they take whatever they see. And if it's not up to date, you'll be really frustrated that they took information that you know you sent them and had more accolades to your name. So that is where I would start, you know, headshots and bio for sure. And then last but not least, if you can get someone to come and shoot video of you, whether it's a local high school student who's really into film or a local college student who's studying film, or you can afford to have a crew come, it really does pay off to have video of you in action because due to COVID, if an outlet can't get to you with a crew and you have assets, then you're doing their work and you're making their lives so much easier and at the end of the day, I just want everyone to be the best guest. So you get asked back. That's such incredible advice. I love this. All of us are like taking notes here at CO school. I hope all of you guys are taking notes, listening, wherever you're listening from, and we'll be linking. You can watch this back to make sure that you got these notes because that is, that is genius. Like I would have never thought on the, the horizontal images I think about for like a website, but I don't really think about it from a media lens. And something that I recently caught is that like, sometimes I'm surprised we get a lot of press for stacks and things like that. And for myself, but I'm like, why are they still picking like these old pictures? And I'm like, why are they still taking these pictures that are not up to date? And then no, that's all my team because we haven't updated our media folder, even though I've taken like three new rounds of head, like headshots <laughs> and they're still using some of the old, old, like old images. And so, and the bio line, I never thought about that because there's so many other places like your LinkedIn and other places on social that we don't update, right. That you're like, okay, I have a media kit. It's in there. The reporter will use it. No, the reporter's busy. They're like, they're, that's not their job to go do. It's our job to keep our name, assets, things organized and like all cohesive so that the story is easy to tell. So really, really amazing. Such a great little tidbit here for, for me and for our listeners. And I want to kind of just for the last couple of minutes, talk about the media training side. So now that you have, you've landed the interview. Well, well, actually I have a question here. So do people just cold pitch you and you like, you receive cold pitches. Does that work still? So I get around 400 to 500 pitches a month for one of my weekly segments. So I have four segments a month and I get, yeah, anywhere each month between four to 500 pitches for one of those slots. Does, so, stand out? so it's interesting. I, I find that some people still do that trick of, Hey, Jessica in the subject line, which always catches my attention because then it makes me ask, wait, do I know this person? Is this a long lost friend or a PR contact that I haven't talked to in a million years? And I open up the email and then I realize, Oh no, they got me, but good for them <laughs> because now I'm reading this pitch. Other people will just have a really great subject line. Like, you know, from janitor to CEO, let's just say. So those sort of catchy headlines too will grab my attention. But I will I will say the biggest trend that I see in 2022 when it comes to pitching is people are sending shorter pitches and it's more just to sort of 
get my attention and get me interested in the piece. And then they follow up if I have any questions or I'm interested with more information opposed to those really, really, really long pitches that most people would send me back in the day. So I don't think there's a wrong approach. I think if you have a publicist or you're doing your own PR, you might have a style that you feel works for you. The only thing I would say is if you are pitching me about a founder story for a product, make sure you send me a link to your website or include a photo, but not one that's so big that your email size could get bounced back because for some emails, it, you know, might be too big, but make sure you do have a little imagery, even if it's a link to your B-roll, your product videos. So I can see what the product looks like. So many people send me pitches about like this must have item. And I have like no idea what this item actually looks like or what it really does either because the pitch was too long and it wasn't clear or because there wasn't any visual for me to put it all together. So you always want to make a reporter's life easier. And one more thing that you can do to do that is when you do have B-roll and you do have imagery, make sure that you're never sending a link to something that's password protected, because then you're just giving the person one more step to have to email you and say, oh, I need the password for whatever it is you just sent me. And when people work with me for entrepreneur, if they send all their assets to me in a Google drive folder or something that I have to pass on to my editor and he can't access it, then it just, you know, takes up more time and we never want to take up time when we're on deadline. That is such great advice. Again, I love this. Okay. Now we're going to go into media training. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens after you land the pitch? So after you land the pitch, so many people will show up and they'll say, oh, I didn't realize we were doing video. Let me go change my shirt or let me clean up the dirty laundry behind me, or they have no lighting whatsoever. And I can barely see them or their shot is, you know, for the listeners, it's hard to see this, but their shot is like up the nose and I see their ceiling. So they haven't spent the time that you really do need to spend when you're doing a video interview, getting themselves and their shot and their environment ready for this big moment. That's incredible. And then what about for like those that are just shy or that feel like, what are some tips that people can get to just like own their voice, own their confidence? Like, are there exercises that you give your suit? Like, what are some of the things that like people can do to prepare to just be confident in that storytelling? So if you are an entrepreneur and you have some sort of product testimonial or just a nice email that someone who has benefited from your services has written you in the past, Keep that handy before you do press and just take a look at it, read it. Even if it was just a really awesome comment to something you posted on Instagram, if it makes you feel good, read that before you do a media interview, remind yourself how amazing and incredible you are. Because when we put ourselves in these situations, it's really easy to say to ourselves, gosh, like why me? This other person is so much more qualified. They've been doing this so much longer than I have. So take a minute and say, you know what? The person who, you know, is out there listening to me today, they're probably not going to do what I did to get here because they probably aren't going to invest the next 20 years into this one topic. So if I don't share what I know, I'm doing a disservice because what I have to share might really help someone. So just remind yourself, whether you are a physician, whether you're an entrepreneur or an author, I'm not about to go write the book that you just wrote. I would love to read the book that you just wrote, but if you don't come on to this amazing podcast and tell me about your awesome book, I might not even know your book exists. So don't keep that amazing information all to yourself. Show up so you can keep helping other people and be sending people your way who could really benefit from your services, from your products, from your personal story whatever it might be. I love that. That's such great advice. And it's so, it's so important. Like we all need that feel good. Like you should always go into 
anything big, whether that's like a big pitch, whether that's media, whether that's a big meeting, like in the best attitude that we can. And sometimes we do things, we're always so flustered. So like something that I have like a ritual, which is just making sure like, you're right. Like it's making sure that your lighting is fine. Your, you like your desk is ready. The kids are out of the house, like whatever you need to do to make sure that things are settled for your big moment. And then also just like taking the time to just like relax for a second. So I always do like a quick journal for me. That's like really grounding and just really, I just can hype myself up, give myself a few affirmations. Sometimes I forward journal and I'm like, you crushed it. Like this interview was amazing. Like I was just on cheddar last Friday and I was really nervous. Cause it was live. It was like live TV. And, you know, just like, like, I was like, oh my God, it was, it was just amazing. And like nothing, like no breaking news came about. So my segment aired fully, like, you know, just like hype myself up a little bit. And so whatever that practice or that ritual is, it's, I find that just calming yourself and just getting into the zone, like ready for game, like is what we need to do. I love that. And you're absolutely right. And I think the other thing too, that happens, and this comes up with my clients all the time is that they go into most opportunities thinking that the person asking the questions is out to get them. Now, if you're showing up because of some sort of crisis management story that you need to explain what happened and why and put everyone's fears to rest, then yes, I can understand that's a very stressful interview. But if you are going on someone's air and you're really talking about your product or your business or your story, most people are not out to make this into an expose. So I would say also just make a few notes about what are the questions that if you got they could throw you off that you don't want to answer that you don't know the answer to, and then try to spend some time when you are working on your talking points, addressing those questions. So this way you feel if they do come up, you're a little bit more prepared and you don't feel like you're going to be a deer in headlights thinking, how am I going to get myself out of this mess? This is so gold. I absolutely love this. I can't wait for all the women to learn from you. And before we close up, which we're going to make sure that everybody gets your information and how to find you, I'm going to play a little media game of rapid fire. So you may not be prepared for it, but I'm hopefully (laughs) not going to ask you anything that's not going to throw you off. So are you ready? Oh, I I think I'm ready. I hope I'm ready. It's fun. It's It's just to get to know our guests, right? It's just to get to know perfect. I love it. We're all real humans. We're all real CEOs. You and I were talking about like that you're a CEO. I'm a CEO. We're not stale pale and male, right? That CEOs come in all shapes, colors, sizes, and all kinds of businesses. And that's the mindset. And so we want to get to know Jessica, the CEO, and get to know the human side of you. All right. Coffee or tea? These days, tea. Oh, okay. Herbal? Herbal. Nice. Your favorite pizza topping? Ooh, pineapple. Oh, okay. Work hard, play hard. Both. Both. That's a good answer. Journal or meditate? Ooh, also both. Nice. I'm trying to meditate. Journaling is where it's at for me, but I'm like really trying. I do meditate a few times a week, but sitting still for five minutes, like in my mind is really, it's, I'm not there yet. So kudos, kudos. I probably journal more in general because that's been my go-to for so, 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 so many years, but we were on a fertility journey that I brought meditation into the fold and I found it so incredibly powerful and helpful that I probably need to go back to meditating when it comes to this course (laughs) and just, you know, be grounded and not so stressed because it was so helpful and, you know, successful the first time around, I probably should apply it to other things. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so incredible. A dog or cat. Oh, definitely dog. High tech or low tech. Oh, for someone who's in my business, I should be high tech and I am so low tech. (laughs) I love it. Actually, 
I'm, I'm a little bit of both. Like there's some things like I'm like super nerd, I nerd out about tech, but when it comes to like my actual set, like tool things, I'm like, give me as low tech as possible. You know, I, I definitely can appreciate that because when I'm doing a piece, it's like, okay, I want that dissolve here. And I, I want to edit this here and we need a, a little bit of natural sound there. But when it comes to this course, I'm like, I, I have no idea how to upload anything. And, you know, thank God for Kajabi experts is all I have to say. Yes, absolutely. Do you have a favorite book that, or like something, what are you reading right now? So I am in a book club and I read two books in the past year that I loved. One was Untamed by Glennon Doyle and the other is Anxious People. And I'm totally spacing on the author's name, but it was such an interesting, well-done book that I don't want to say anything more in case people decide to read it, but it was just so, so well done. I like, don't even want to mess it up. Anxious people. Okay. I'm going to tell our our podcast editor to find that link for the show notes because I think that will be really interesting. I'm going to have to grab it. It was the one book I would say that we all read that everyone was like buzzing about for months. Like even when these moms see each other at school, we're like, wasn't that book still so good? And it was like seven or eight books ago. Wow. Okay. Anxious people. Okay. So we have to get our hands on that. I will, I will keep you posted on this anxious people. And last is, do you have a word of the year or an affirmation that you're really sticking to right now? You know, I've done this every other year, but I'm realizing I didn't do it for 2022. So I will make one up right now. I will say the word of 2022 is gratitude. It's always good to have every year, right? Every Every year, really every year. And I'm looking this up for you. It's Frederick Backman. Okay. Anxious people, we've got to get our hands on that. Jessica, it's been so fun just getting to know you and your personality. And I can absolutely see why you've been on TV for as long as you have and contributing the way that you have. You're just an incredible storyteller. And I'm sure you're amazing on the receiving end of it as well. So I just appreciate and honor you for coming on, sharing all of these, like giving all your wisdom and insights. This is exactly what the show is about. It's really about moving the needle for female entrepreneurs and taking away tactical advice that we can apply every single day to our business and just become the greatest CEOs that we are. And so I'm just so grateful for you, Jessica, how can we support you? Where can we find you and what can we do to support you? Well, I really appreciate you. I appreciate you having me and everyone is so busy. So to everyone who chose this episode to listen to today, thank you for for hearing what I have to say and for hopefully being in touch and learning more. You can follow me on Instagram at TV. My website is jessicaabo.com. And I just would love for as many people as possible to check out my course or reach out to me for training. And if people want my Get Press with Jess free guide, they can just DM me CEO school and I'll know that they heard me here and I'll make sure to take very good care of them. And if you have a pitch that you're sitting on and you really want to get it on entrepreneur, don't be shy. Just put CEO school in the subject. So I know that we have this connection and I will definitely make sure to open up the email. That's so kind of you. And ladies, be sure to take her up on that. Thank you, Jessica, for just this incredible time until next week at CEO school. Hey there, if you enjoy this week's episode themes and want to go deeper into concepts on mindset, money, and marketing, download our freebie with the five secrets that helped me scale multiple companies to seven figures and beyond. These are the exact skills that will help you get you to your next level. Find it on CEO School's bio on Instagram at CEO School. If you love today's episode, leave us a review. This is how we grow and reach more incredible entrepreneurs like you. 
Tell us what you loved about the episode and you'll be entered to win one ticket to our Women in Business Conference this September in Orlando. I can't wait to see you.